0: Greetings.
1: You know how last week we were talking about how I'm never late to
0: things? (laughs) (laughs) A little change of events over here.
1: I'm clocking in about an hour and a half late to this this recording session. (laughs) Yeah, not stellar on my part.
0: Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: I I watched the movie yesterday. We watched Fast and Furious. Mm Mm-hmm. From 2009. Um, And I just blacked it out of my face. You know, it just was gone.
0: Very good. Very good.
1: So today I woke up and I was like, oh, nothing to do today. (laughs) Zilch.
0: (laughs) Nothing on the schedule. Totally (laughs) open. Totally free.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So I went out for breakfast with some people. They were like, Hey. You know, come out. I'm like, yeah, my schedule's wide open. We'll be there. So, I a culpa is what I'm trying to say.
0: It's all good. It's all good. I mean, I think life takes precedence. Podcast, you know, no. is Podcast part of life.
1: For, <laughs> Podcast forever. Podcast yeah, forever.
0: I feel that. Honestly, for the past, um, how long, how many years? It's been five years or something, six years. Mm-hmm. Podcast has really dictated my uh my, my weekly week, week cadence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it really fucking sucks up the middle of a day for me. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um another little mea culpa to do. Another mm. little mea culpa to do. Um turns out Jim is short for James.
0: Hmm. Mm hmm we were
1: talking about nicknames last week. And we were like, is Jim short for ben-
0: Benjamin? Benjamin? <laughs> no, you idiots. It's no. short for James.
1: We had a listener reach out to me on Twitter that was like, you guys are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
0: we'll take that. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, that, that's the one. I just, that didn't stay in my brain either. Yeah.
0: To be fair, James is not a long name, so the idea that you would need to shorten it is garbage.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you have a short name, just write it out. Mm hmm. You know? I mean, you don't have a nickname. Not like That's an right. official branded TM registered trademark nickname. Mm hmm. I do, but Nicholas is a horrible mouthful that nobody wants to say
0: right three syllables it's far too long far too long
1: yeah yeah uh so i don't know if you got a short one just like kill it i wonder what the shortest name is that has a nickname also Mm -hmm.
0: i don't know i mean we've got dominic with dom Ball is paul
1: Uh, Mia is Mia <laughs> Leticia I wonder if
0: me. Leticia is Letty mm-hmm. Is Mia Is Mia a full name Or is that short For something else
1: Oh Hmm I remember a girl Amelia
0: Oh Amelia Ekes,
1: <laughs> But she only started The Mia thing later like, mm-hmm. last two years of high school, Mia started popping up. I was like, who the fuck is Mi- Mia? <laughs> you know?
0: And Emilia. Got it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Uh, this, obviously, is No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera.
0: I'm the co-host here, Daryl Wong.
1: Daryl, we watched Fast and Furious from 2009 this week. How was your watch through?
0: Very distracted. I had a lot of stuff going on today. Yeah. Summer is getting popping. Weather is nice. I'm out and about. It's very nice, but I'm pleased to have worked a Fast and Furious movie into my Saturday here.
1: I'm not pleased about it. I worked it into my <laughs> Saturday also yesterday, and mm. I wasn't pleased at all about it. Yeah. Because I've had a free crib weekend. Ellie's been working all week, all uh-huh. weekend. So I, I could be out there gallivanting, fellowshipping, <laughs> piling around, doing out-in-the-world in
0: like you should.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could be out there granny shifting, okay? Yeah, I was stuck inside yesterday watching this movie, and now I had to, like, run home, poop real quick, and get on the podcast to, like, record in the middle of my Sunday. So Saturday and Sunday are fucking fucked up because of this uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've previously talked about how this is the best movie in the series, Yes, <laughs> on previous cycles,
0: oh, I'm sure that has come across many, many times.
1: <laughs> big, big, hard no on that on this <laughs> on this cycle <laughs> uh, it's not actually the best movie in the series, right
0: right, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know
1: what kind of delusional witchery I was under <laughs> when I thought maybe it was, but I'm out of that spell,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Um, to start off today, I wanted to talk about movie trailers. Oh. Because we've got a new movie coming out. We're all yeah. we're we're here on the road to fast nine and Final Road of Fast Nine. If I'm being honest, I've only watched that trailer one point five times. The Fast Nine trailer. The Fast Nine trailer. Yeah. And I feel like I was potentially given some misinformation, which I I'm not sure if you can clarify or otherwise, Mm -hmm. but the movie trailer, or I did a little Wikipedia, I think it was in like 1913 or so that the movie trailer was invented. And it is called a trailer because it exists. They used to put them at the end of the movie. Mm. And I think the misinformation I was given, which is that, hey, if you missed the main parts of the movie, you could just stay until the trailer played and you would watch highlights that's
1: wait so they would run the movie and then after the movie they'd run like a highlight shortened crib notes version of the movie
0: so that was the misinformation i think i was given yesterday i was like gave that to you All right. All right. So, Pedro Motar, friend of the podcast Mm -hmm. over here. We talked about this shit.
1: (laughs) Unreliable. Unreliable fucking source. He's a good
0: dude. He's a good dude. We had an excellent hangout. I was like, I'm going to take a note of that because I don't know. Like, I feel like I need, Mm. I feel like that's an important thing here because Mm -hmm. I'm not a trailer watcher generally. Mm -hmm. I do not like to watch movie trailers.
1: Wow. Okay. You like to, like, just go in raw.
0: I like to go in raw. I don't want zero expectations. You better give me a good title. I better recognize at least one person or yeah. less, I don't know, like, in the in the cast. And that's it. I'm going show up, and I'm going to watch the whole movie. Okay. But, yeah, this idea that the movie trailer was supposed to summarize the movie for people who showed up late. Yeah. Not taking it. No,
1: nah, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I do think the, like, end of the movie, they would... I mean, it, the trailer, hist- like, name thing makes sense to me. I don't know this as a fact, but having them at the end of the movie, and then I would assume pretty quickly studios being like, oh, let's pop them out there.
0: <laughs> right in the beginning, <laughs> where we let's for sure have front. everybody's attention. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> why don't we do a little...
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. That seems mm-hmm. like a better investment.
1: I think so. Um, I think that makes sense to me, logically, as a story. I don't know. if I've never done any investigative research as to whether that happened. Um, I don't remember the trailer. I mean, I've seen the Fast 9 trailer maybe three times
0: mm-hmm.
1: myself. I mean, I'm not... And that's only because it's the movie franchise that we do a weekly podcast about. Like, mm-hmm. I'll watch a trailer once and pretty be pretty good. But I, I watch them. I'm pumped for mm-hmm. them, you know? I don't so, remember the trailer for, for this movie in 2009. Mm-hmm. Nine. Do you? Did you watch it?
0: No, not at all. I mean, I don't remember it. I probably watched it. Mm. immediately erased it from my memories. hmm
1: mm-hmm. I do much more remember the Fast 9 lead-up. I mean, Fast, sorry, Fast 5 lead-up. Mm-hmm. Like, way more. In 2011, I was in college. I guess I was in 2009, too, but, like, I just remember everybody being like, they're doing another one? And there was, like, explosions and shit in the trailer and, you know, the, the car busting through the wall, and everyone was like, and "The rocks in it!" And I was like, "Everybody." Um, there was an Onion article about like five-year-old describes his process for writing Fast Five or whatever. Uh-huh. You, know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so there was a lot of vibes around Fast Five that was like, Hollywood's gone too far. We've gone mm-hmm. too far. <laughs> these, these movies are too ridiculous. You know, what happened to these quiet kids from L.A. who just wanted to street raise, like, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the movie was a huge hit. I don't remember the, like, reboot marketing for Fast and Furious. I assume it was just centered around, like, here's a new thing. Here's, mm-hmm. This is the new franchise. Here, we're going to do it. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Turns out, on the 20th time... Don't
0: love it so much. You know? I I for sure watched Fast and Furious, the fourth installment, in theaters. Yeah. It was while I was in school at UC Santa Cruz, yeah. and we made it a point to go and watch it. And I don't remember my exact interpretation at the time, but I think I had a thrilling experience.
1: I'd say I didn't watch it in theaters, I don't think. Yeah. My I don't think you, I don't even think I saw Fast Five in theaters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd seen Fast Five when we decided to do this podcast. I think I'd seen one and loved it. I'd seen two as a joke. You know, I was like thirteen or fourteen, and me and my friend Abe, we were cool. You know what I mean—that stupid like teen thing where you're like, "Oh, you're cool," so you watch dumb movies that you think are bad and make fun of them. We did that vibe for Too Fast, Too Furious. And then, I don't think I'd seen another one. I mean, I'd seen five on a home rental. Mm-hmm. And then you and I decided to do this podcast right after six came out, basically. You know? Yeah. Whew. Wow. Yeah. So, not a good watch through for you, not a good watch through for me. Um, but I did notice a few things about this movie. I want to ask you some questions about. Sure. There's a line that our um, FBI chief says. It says he smuggled. Talk about Braga. He hmm. says he smuggled more heroin across the border than Escobar did in ten years. Did Escobar smuggle heroin? I thought hmm. his whole vibe was cocaine. He was the cocaine kind of guy. He was the cocaine cowboy, man. He was like, mm-hmm. he was the, the cocaine... I don't know if he tra- trafficked in heroin, is my question. Do you know anything about Pablo Escobar and his, uh... Did you watch that show?
0: I didn't. I definitely... What's that show called? Narcos. Narcos. I think I watched three quarters of the first season mm-hmm. and then stopped. At the time, that's about where I got to. Yeah, at the time I wasn't able to watch a fully subtitled show because mm-hmm. I was busy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean that's fair. I think I finished. The, I did finish the first season of Narcos. The only reason I know that is because. It was one of the last things I watched with Cat, uh, my ex-girlfriend,
0: mm-hmm.
1: before we broke up. <laughs> and like, and then, like, we both, I guess, kind of enjoyed it, and we really liked the guy who played Escobar. And then we broke up. And then I wanted to get back together, and then she didn't want to get back together, and I was like really sad. And then Narcos Season 2 came out. I was like, I can't handle this. I can't take this. <laughs> I'm this not is not for me. This, yeah. I'm not emotionally <laughs> ready for this. <laughs> so I haven't seen any another second of Narcos past the first season. But hmm. the only thing I see him dealing with in that first season is cocaine. Cocaine. Okay. So if he didn't smuggle heroin, and the guy's like, he smuggled more heroin over the border than Escobar did in 10 years. It's like, so more than... Zero.
0: Yeah, it's not that much. It's not not like that Not much. that much. Not yeah. that
1: much, man. It's FBI guy. FBI guy should know what he's talking about. Essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. What else you got?
0: Uh, what am I working on here? So. I was trying to think through. Like, I, I feel like we've gone over this a number of times, but hmm. the conversation at the diner between Ryan and Mia, and it... Yep. Best thing yeah, in the movie. Yeah. We service the question, like, why did you let Dom go? Why did you mm-hmm. let my brother go? And I think there are layers to it. So... There's three layers. The first layer is, it's broken? for me. I
1: love that you've broken this down. <laughs> Break it down for us, baby.
0: <laughs> the first layer, and I think it's really the weakest one, but it's one that Brian continues to use over the course of the series, is that it's for Mia, right? He loves Mia. Yeah. Oh. ah, oh, You were always the reason. Like, Funny. the only reason we started to sing because I love you. Oh, you're really nice. I think you Don't make buy. really great tuna sandwiches. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Though he cops to the fact that they were bad tuna sandwiches in 7. Yeah. He finally in 7 reconciles with himself enough to admit, listen, I'm with a part- this She's my partner now. She's the mother of my child. Uh-huh. The, the thing that makes relationships last and work is open and honest communication. And I just got to come clean about something. Those <laughs> sandwiches were not very good. No
0: good. Yeah. No good. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's layer one, which we... Throughout the course of watching these movies, have already like decided it's not the truth. Layer two is that he respects... So why does he let Dom go? He respects him as a racer? <laughs> as a racer? Just like, hey, I mean, like you, you're out there. You're very fast. You're so fast, in fact, that you beat people on a regular basis on impromptu street races. Yeah. And that demands respect.
1: I mean, it does in the world of the street racing. Mm-hmm. But does it demand respect in the world of like the job of being a cop? Tough, tough.
0: tough most call. would say no. Most would say no. That does not. <laughs>
1: cops would say most cops when rolling up to to bust up, even just bust up a street race, would be like, "All, All right. right, round everybody up, except." The guy who wins because he is really fast.
0: He's good. I mean, we
1: gotta we gotta respect. Hey, listen, we gotta respect. Yeah, that would be cool if that was the like law of street racing. Of like, Mm -hmm. if you win, you have immunity from being arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, right. So, all right. So, hit us with layer three, Daryl.
0: Third and final layer is that. He believes in justice, right? I think the thing that draws Brian to being an FBI agent is that he thinks that like there's there's these people that do right and there's these people that do wrong. And Uh Dominic Toretto, it seems like he does wrong, but he actually is okay. So the justice involved in, if we think back to movie one, is that, hey, even though he robbed a bunch of DVD players from... Truckers. Yeah. He's actually okay because he's doing this to support his family. <laughs> I
1: mean not really. He's doing it to like soup up his car.
0: He's doing it to soup up his car. So Yeah.
1: The soup the Supra. The Supra's coming mm-hmm. up for auction. You,
0: you sent me that thing. Is yeah. that for real? For real?
1: I think it's for real. June eighteenth. You're buy is there
0: it. a re- is there a reputable person or is a reputable like uh I don't know entity listing this thing? I
1: didn't get into it. hmm Only because I found out through the channel of um our old friend of the pod, <laughs> Craig Lieberman. <laughs> uh who I follow on Instagram. Um so I don't know if it's, but I think it is a real auction. I think it's a real car auction, and it's coming up for auction on June 18th, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you should buy it, I think.
0: I mean, I feel like the street value of that actual car mm-hmm. is maybe, like, not that much. I mean... 15 grand.
1: Uh, I'd say it's more than that. <laughs> Like try to buy a 25? like a good condition '90s Supra.
0: Mm.
1: Now, I mean, I would say like a '94 Supra. It's probably like 40k in really good condition. Like just because of like the JDM market, right? You know,
0: right thing. You can get but, a lot of really nice cars for 40k.
1: Oh my god, you can get some great cars. Right. Yeah, Certificate of Authenticity show the car was used for multiple interior and exterior shots in the movies. It's definitely going up for sale.
0: I'd just think if I was... Par- in Las Just Vegas. think if I purchased this item and was street parking it in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. How? I mean, it'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it would be
0: fucking be sick, cool. dude. It'd be cool. Hey, are you the... Yeah, are you the super guy?
1: Yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah. I'd say it's probably going to fetch. We should actually try to figure this out. I think it's going to fetch maybe in the 1.25 million range. Whoa! That's my, like, based on nothing guesstimate.
0: Oh my Jesus. That sounds like way too much. That's like, you could buy a Bugatti. You could
1: you could right. but you know imagine being the guy who owns the 94 <laughs> supra from the fast and the furious what a fucking loser you'd have to be <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine taking a date home like you're a rich yeah. guy you take like yeah. a date home to your like nice rich guy house yeah. and you like pull up in your nice rich guy driveway and you open the garage and you're like
0: huh <laughs> you just see this you see, see this, this? Yeah, this is the impressed? 94
1: Supra from the original, the Fast and the Furious. Oh, my God. She, she'll be like, cool.
0: <laughs> Sounds cool. You want to trade it in real quick? Maybe get, like, a, we could buy some burgers with that, eat them this weekend. Can you imagine if they traded it in for a Tesla to you? Oh, my God. If it showed
1: up at your doorstep?
0: <laughs> What's the valuation on this thing? Like, go, actually garbage value garbage street <laughs> value like the KBV value on that supra is garbage yeah
1: yeah, yeah i can't 18- imagine like runs super well i mean maybe yeah, a- somebody 1800
0: bucks maybe <laughs>
1: 18, <laughs> 18, 18 that's like carmax level that's like carmax level like <laughs> like you buy like a 2015 subaru forester and you take it to carmax and they're like I don't know, like nine fifty. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who's gonna buy
0: this shit? Who's gonna buy this clunker over here?
1: That's uh, funny. Um, sorry. So, to your point, yes, I think that's the thing. And I think that's a thing that's like repeatedly shown not just of Brian O'Connor in uh but of like the rest of the It's like how they code a character as good in these mm-hmm. movies. Of like they believe in justice. So Paul, yes, but also like the rock in five where like he comes to an understanding that the just thing to do is to let these guys go, right? That the mm-hmm. real evil was Raz ultimately and that like these guys deserve their, you know, they're on the run. They've been hounded, They've been misjudged. They're actually good and helped out. And the for justice to be served would be to let them go, basically, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and therefore, like that's the switch when the rock becomes from, goes from like an antagonist who's hounding the family and chasing the family to a protagonist who's like works with them and is mm-hmm. part of, them, you know. Um, and that the best bad guy in the series, Owen Shaw, um, I mean, he, you know, he is like the anti, he's like, it's so, he's so like meticulous and selfish, right? And is like so driven for his own deeds and his own. Like purpose that he doesn't care when people get killed on his team, and he doesn't care when like, like all he's about is accomplishing the mission, accomplishing the goal, without Mm -hmm. regard to like trying to create a just world, you know, or to get justice for someone in his thing, and that's opposed in six to Dom's whole thing in six, which is like I need justice for Letty. And, like, to deal with what Letty has done. And same thing in 4.
0: Hmm.
1: Same thing in 4. Where, like, Dom's whole He doesn't give a shit about Braga. He doesn't give a shit about the FBI. He doesn't give a shit about, like, foot fetish Dwight. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All he
1: cares about is finding out what the fuck happened to Letty. And, like, getting justice for it. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's how they code these characters as, like... Okay, here's the good guy. Mm -hmm. He believes in justice. He believes in doing right, even when doing right in the legal sense, on the surface sense, is like maybe looks like doing wrong. So.
0: Hmm. Is that why we people go to the movies? They want to see justice happen on screen? Yeah, man. I think so. I think so.
1: People about justice. We gotta get it. Um, Hey, it's weird that Dom has a functioning cigarette lighter in his car, right?
0: Mm Hmm.
1: (laughs) When was the last time you were in a car with, like, an actual full-fledged functioning cigarette lighter?
0: Huh. It's been a long time. I've... I don't think I've ever actually smoked a cigarette in a car before.
1: Yeah. It's one of the best places to smoke a cigarette, <laughs> man. <mask. laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's almost nothing like it. Just like uh-huh. hanging out in a car smoking a fucking cigarette. It's one of the things nice. I like best about the vape is that like I just fucking puff it all day long in the car and... Doesn't hurt the resale value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: When do yeah, you approximate that they stopped making those functional?
1: I mean, two thousand ten, maybe. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up having them. Yeah. And then they had them, but they only had. You could swap them out for like AC adapters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then. At a certain point, they just started having like, or not AC adapter, sorry DC adapter, and then at a certain point, they just had like Edison plugs, in the cars. Yeah. Yeah. Does your car have any kind of plug capability?
0: I've got a. Oh, so surprisingly, so mine's a twenty thirteen Tiguan. I've got a sixteen pin Apple connector in my car, which is obsolete. Yeah. Obviously. I've got one of those and
1: That's in the it's dash. Up. It's like here's It's
0: in the It's in the I center know. console.
1: Oh my god.
0: That's crazy.
1: Not USB? Yeah.
0: No. No. Wow. I actually I asked the service dealership the last or you know, like a year ago when I went in I was like how much would it cost to install a USB whatever like uh-huh. thing into my car. It was like 250 bucks
1: whoa (laughs) you can easily 16
0: pin yeah 16 pin i just i just use the uh i bought like a 10 dollar thing on amazon and i just plug it into my what should be a cigarette lighter now two usb parts
1: yeah that's wild uh okay so you don't use the 16 pin at all you just do the like cigarette lighter I, I mean i can't USB. i can't
0: i have no idea how i would use it so yeah yeah
1: yeah i mean that's how i do it i do the cigarette lighter thing but i have a cigarette lighter in my 2004 audi i have a cigarette lighter and it does work mm. and i have used it nice yeah it's really, oh, i just love smoking cigarettes <laughs> i love doing it in the car <laughs> I like smoking cigars in the car too. If I got like a uh-huh. two hour drive to New York to Massachusetts and it's yeah. like a nice summer's day, smoke a cigar in the car.
0: So there is a, there's a, I think there's a gentleman that lives down the block from me. He drives a Mini Cooper Clubman yeah. and his license plate is I Heart C G R S. and I know he smokes cigars because there's cigar butts all over the block (laughs) over there, but I'm not sure if he knows or he fully appreciates that it also reads as I heart cougars on his license plate.
1: Maybe he thought he was killing two birds with one stone.
0: Right? You know? Right?
1: Scars cougars, love them both. So, (laughs) I don't know, man. Um... I just think it's weird, like, his whole plan and his whole escape from getting murdered by Phoenix hinges on the cigarette lighter, like, working perfectly, mm-hmm. and it's weird that he has it. It's weird that he hasn't swapped it out for, like, a USB, which would seem to me to be a little more useful.
0: You think and, Dom Toretto is a, like, you think he's a smartphone kind of guy? I think he's a no-phone kind of guy. <laughs>
1: Or like a flip Like a burner phone Yeah Yeah <laughs> Yeah
0: Yeah He's, he's got a, a cell phone. phone
1: No He's got a cell phone It's in this movie He gives his cell phone number To Giselle Yeah He's for her Uh huh The number yeah. Is for me <laughs> So he's got He's definitely got something yeah. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah. Huh. You know, but I imagine it's sort of a flip capable thing. But you can still charge yourself off a USB thing. Right. You know, if he needs it. And he, it doesn't show it in the movie, but I imagine he has a GPS unit also in his car for that race. Mm hmm. Right? Like they all had to have a GPS because they got downloaded the instructions from the sky into their cars.
0: Wasn't that was that handed to them? Is that like a handheld? Uh, there was a brand name on that thing, Magellan. I think mm-hmm. Magellan. I think it was. Yeah, branded.
1: I don't know. Do you think they were handed out?
0: I think so. I think it's provided by the uh, mob boss.
1: You still have to power. I mean, it's not a battery operated yeah. device. You still have <laughs> He's to. He's got to charge it
0: somehow. He's gotta charge it has got to charge somehow. So like, itself. just
1: get. Can you imagine, Dom? Getting the GPS in his hand and be like, Do you have like a cigarette lighter adapter? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one on me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> it's like what kind okay. of cable do you need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a garbage difficulty of a modern car. Of a, yeah. Of modern car ownership.
1: Can you imagine being the guy who like forgot all the cables for the GBS yeah. machines and like the adapters and be like, no, I don't, I don't ha-. like having to answer to Braga and be like, bro, I rely on you to like organize these raids
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like what like. if some, what if somebody shows up with a old school charger? What are you going to do? It's like, I don't know. Give him battery pack. Yeah. Or something? I do <laughs> I don't know. I
1: don't know. I remember one time my middle school band, I like went to, uh, we went to like perform at an open mic, which was Mm -hmm. like terrible. And they hated us and they kicked us off the stage. But that's not the point of this story. The point of this story is when we were setting up, I realized I forgot my like amp cable from my bass and uh, so I asked the guy, the, like, roadie or whatever who was at the venue, I was like, can I, do you have a cable? And he was like, you playing in a band, you don't bring a cable with you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Amateurs. And I was like, I literally looked at him, and I didn't say this, I kind of just froze and he handed me a cable, but in my head I was like, I'm 13, dog.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, 13, I don't have anything, I anything. I, i'm wearing i'm wearing clean socks right now <laughs> and i ate lunch and deal with it i got zero other stuff around me right nothing. now to support my everyday existence okay <laughs> all right that's where i'm at what are you saying to me right
1: now i'm 13 bro just say yes i yeah cable <laughs> uh i was so, useless
0: i was useless as a 13 year old
1: oh my god God, I don't even want to go into it. It was such a horrible period of my life, dude. Oh, man. I got kicked out of eighth grade for smoking pot. You know? Uh I had to uh to go to a different school where, like, the kids made fun of me. And I, like, oh, God, I was, like, soft and sweaty. And I like showered but like I always like smelled weird <laughs> you know I <laughs> just couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, uh, I'm so glad I'm not 13 years old.
0: Yeah, rough times, rough times.
1: It, there's also this thing when you're 13 where you get a crush on somebody and your brain just like glitches into another dimension and like you just don't you're just like <laughs> You become so crazy about this other person that you can't even like deal with life at a certain mm-hmm. point, you know.
0: And you're trying to learn like pre-algebra at this. Yeah,
1: end. it's like don't throw
0: pre-algebra at Come me right on. now. I mean, what's what's going on with these symbolic characters? Okay, just tell me what the number is and Ms. Hire, I'll put it in my calculator. Fuck out And we're cool. I'm going through a lot
1: right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally, man. What a, awful, awful. It would be fun, though, here's what I would say. If there was, like, Fast and the Furious teens, like a teen Dom and a teen Brian and a teen Mia, Mm-hmm. and they were all, like, just, like, sweaty teens in L.A., like racing scooters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're racing cars illegally. They're racing cars with permits on yeah. permit licenses. Just
1: got my permit.
0: <laughs> hmm Well, I mean, Dom Mia doesn't have for- a
1: driver's license in this movie. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. Dom has no driver's license. Mia, for sure, has a driver's license. She's got a few infractions, but she has yeah. a... Her Integra is, for sure, registered.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. She's got it. She's responsible. She's going to go to right. nursing school for, like, half a semester. Okay? She's... <laughs> she's... She's, <laughs> she's... She's... She's responsible. Yeah. Uh anyway. You got anything else to talk about Fast and Furious 4?
0: I had like a like uh, I'm not sure if this is major or if it's not. Let's talk about it briefly. So, in this movie, has Dom forgiven Brian? There are, are a you number of
1: about by the end of the movie.
0: It just like at the start, that like throughout the course of this movie, we're not sure if, we're not sure really what the relationship is between Dom and Brian, right? Because mm-hmm. we're assuming that they haven't seen each other since one.
1: Yeah. That's right. We're not assuming. That's the case. Yeah. Right. Oh, nice little sneeze there, bud.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to turn it down here. That was perfect. So, Um, there's a few things that, like, come up. So, like, if we assume that, like, this movie picks up, where one left off, Mm -hmm. there's layers of, like, whether or not Dom should trust Paul. Dom should trust Brian, right? Right. On the surface layer, and they play on this often, which is, like, he's a car novice, right? He showed up with that eclipse, it blew up, yada yada, big bang Mm -hmm. boom. That's fine. He doesn't know he's going. But the second layer here is that, like, he's... Brian has broken Dom's trust. Mm-hmm. Right? He, like, by the end of one, he has confessed that he is an FBI agent, and that for the duration of their relationship, been spying on him to try to implicate him in a, I don't know, crime syndicate... Of sorts. Yeah. I think, like, pause there. Like, do we feel like that's mm-hmm. resolved in this movie?
1: I mean, I, yeah. I think, like, their animosity towards each other is resolved <laughs> in this movie. <clears throat> um, it, I was actually shocked. There was a point at which... Like, the Letty phone call happens in the mm-hmm. warehouse, and they get into a big punching fight, and then, like, mm-hmm. two scenes later, they're, like, hanging out again, like, okay, here's the plan, here's the plan, right? right? I think by the beginning of this movie, like, <coughs> excuse me, everybody's just kind of had their time to, like, deal with, I mean, it's five years later, and it just sort of feels like everybody's had time to, like, deal with all this shit, for the most part,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know? But especially towards the end of this movie, like, or at the end, when he breaks them out of the prison bus, sort of split between the end of this and the beginning of Five, is that the moment of, like, Brian's redemption, in a way? Of, like, oh, FYI, not a cop anymore, fully criminal, let's go on the run, you and me, buddy. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll take your sister, too. <laughs> right. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I was trying to think through that moment as well because, yeah. right, uh, yeah, like, the giving up of the Supra at the end of movie one is, like, is a very significant moment. Saving Vince obviously is a thing, but, yeah. like, does that, and, like, I'm trying to gauge the tone of this movie, like, do those two uh, actions together. Saving Vince from death by, because he's whatever, like, Saving Vince because he got shot in the abdomen Uh by a shotgun and also giving Dom an escape at the end of the movie. Uh Do those things add up to, like, Busta being no longer Busta or, right, are we carrying that through this movie? And at what point is that turn finally established where Dom and Busta are no longer opposed and I'll tell you what it friends. is.
1: I'll tell you what it is. First of all, I wanna put it, I wanna I wanna I wanna say one thing on the Vince uh, saving piece in the first Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. This again speaks to your earlier point of justice and like coding these characters as just of like he doesn't save Vince because Vince was such a, like a nice guy to him. He saves Vince even though he was a dick because it's the right thing to do. He does the right thing. When it's the right thing to do. So I think that's another piece to that. The, um, excuse me. What are we talking about? We're talking about that moment after the poop tunnel. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. You're thinking of the same one? Where he's (laughs) like, where he's like, Brian makes some sort of pithy comment that's like, Would have beat you straight up Like you Let me tell you something He's like hurt And he's like Let me tell you something Dom If you hadn't cheated I would have beat you In that race And Dom is like You hit your head Pretty hard (laughs) Like that's the moment That's That's it That's the moment That's That's the end But like the the approach to
0: that Yeah Has Yeah Prior to that They're they're
1: both On their hind legs You know They're both on their tiptoes A little bit Throughout the whole movie And there's that point in the club when he's like, What's to stop me from telling everybody here you're a cop? You know? And Brian has to be like has to pull out the like, what's to stop me from telling everybody why you're here? You know, Mm -hmm. to kill Phoenix, basically, or to find out what happened to Letty. So they're definitely like a little like push and pull, a little finger trap kind of thing. They're stuck together and they just sort of got to figure it out together. And as soon as they start stop pulling apart and and fighting against each other and re- relax and like ease themselves they can sort of get themselves out of that trap. You know.
0: That's the magic of this movie. Yeah. Okay. Like that's <laughs> like... The- It's very transitional, like, in the Mm -hmm. grand scheme of things, like, from one to two. It's the
1: Jean-Baptiste Camille Corot of movies, okay? (laughs) It's very transitional.
0: But it's important, right? They establish, like, they give you enough information to make the connections, and you can flow through the later movies the way that makes sense.
1: Totally. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I'm with you. I like it. And I think that was probably probably part of the Chris Morgan thing in writing this movie was Chris Morgan sitting down to write, being like, all right, we're going to try to make this into a big thing that has many sequels. We know this. We know this in the back of our heads. I need to end this movie with them being friends again. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How do I get there, basically? Like, here's the end objectives. How do I get these characters Through these trials, again, to make it make sense that they would be on the same side again in the next movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which couldn't exist in 3, because it was not set in the same place. 2, Vim was not involved. So, it's a very pivotal point. You might even jump from, like, like logistically from 1 to 4. Like, that's what it is. That's the mission here, is to establish that Brian and Dom... Once adversaries ha- share something in common and now have resolved their differences and aligned.
1: And I think there's a worse version of this movie which does all that in the first act. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a worse version of this movie where it's like, we just got to get them on the same side. Like, blah, 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 blah. I hate you. I hate you. We're gonna Okay, now we got to team up. Now, okay, now we're joking around. Now we're friends and now we're actually fighting on the same thing. There's a definitely a worse version of this movie where it's like they feel like they need to just deal with that and be done with it and it's nice that the filmmakers trusted themselves enough to be like no this movie's gonna be good and it's gonna do well and we'll get another shot at that at them like being on the same side but this whole movie we're really gonna take our time and spend our time getting these two adversaries back together uh, and I think that's a good choice. And I'm back on the thing of, like, maybe this is the best movie in the series. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the road to Fast 9, you would have, who would have thought that we would have come back around on 4 here? Who would have thought?
1: Incredible. Incredible. Wow. Listen, man, I gotta do some shouting out. Yeah. Are you with me? Um... So down. I'm so ready to shout out. I'm so ready to shout out. I got to jump in because I got something I need to talk about. hmm In our shout out segment, I think when the history of the world is written, and I don't really care who it's written by, okay? That's not the point I'm trying to make. I understand. So... The future people or the future aliens, when they come down to Earth and look into our history, the history of the human people, and try to parse out like the beginning times and the end times and where those times were divided, okay. I think it's logical to assume that those historians would separate human history into two parts. Okay. Pre-KFC Double Down and post-KFC Double Down.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, hold on. I feel like I know what Double Down is. Is that yeah. two like, chicken thighs as a buns? Yes. What's in the middle of it?
1: Cheese and bacon.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Excellent.
1: It's the greatest sandwich ever invented. <laughs> okay. Let me just lay it down for you right now. It's basically the greatest <laughs> sandwich I've ever invented. It's unbelievably delicious.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: and it's also sort of weirdly the Fast Five of sandwiches. <laughs> of, of sandwiches where like the uh, the marketing for the Double Down came out, and uh, and it, people were like has mankind gone too far? <laughs> kind of like, this is getting ridiculous, you know? So I think, uh, but the other thing is, like, it's a seasonal item. Much like the McRib, it only comes around once in a while mm. when poultry hits rock bottom prices. And, <laughs> you know? And, like, so here in Auckland, it is double down season. And you <gasps> I had one at the mall yesterday,
0: mm-hmm.
1: bro. It's so good. They got a new variant with like a spicy zinger sauce on it too. They got a variant with a hash brown in the middle. Uh huh. It's like we're gonna, we're just out of here going crazy with these double downs.
0: I got, I yeah, I'm like all about adding a hash brown to anything. Anything breakfast sandwich, put it in there. Hash yeah. brown, Pull like cream, bacon and cheese. In there. No problem, hash brown it.
1: Milk and cereal, put it in there. All day. All day, hash
0: brown. Wow.
1: Have you ever had a double down?
0: I, I don't think I have. Yeah. I for sure have never had one before. I don't think I've even had the opportunity to have a double down. Yeah. Like, I, I like KFC. In, in the grand scheme of things, I'm pro KFC, I just, like, don't find myself in a KMC environment on a regular basis.
1: Well, like, New York has this weird, isolated thing where, like, it's a Popeye's market. Yeah. Right? I think where, that's like, what it is. Popeye's just dominates New York in a way that it doesn't dominate any other place <laughs> in, the, in the entire world. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you sort of got that issue where, like, KFCs are a little scarcer and mm-hmm. here in Auckland they're like fucking everywhere. Yeah. On my trip to the mall, I passed two giant KFCs and then there's a third KFC in the mall.
0: Oh boy.
1: So, there's a lot nice. of opportunity to to digest and deconstruct the double down in my stomach. You know. Mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout out to like history's greatest sandwich, the defining sandwich of our age. And you know, I just hope everybody out there is enjoy- who wants to
0: partake uh-huh.
1: feels like that's part of their life. I hope they go out there and they get a good uh good old fashioned double down.
0: I would love to have a double down. I I I actually think there is one KFC in my neighborhood and mm-hmm. I will see if I can get there. You could probably
1: seamless a double down like right now.
0: Oh, <laughs> <yeah. You laughs> All right. Know? So, my shout-out for the week, I think it might actually go with the KFC Double Down, Mm. is a sauce that is not common among other sauces, but ponzu sauce. Are you familiar with this? No. So, ponzu sauce is a variation of soy sauce, which is lighter and has a citrus hint to it.
1: Very Ponsu sauce,
0: interesting. yeah. Ponzu sauce is typically what you would um, eat with a like Japanese gyoza dumpling. Gyoza is, is
1: it, the, like is that the pan fry? It's a pot sticker. Yeah, yeah, pot sticker. It's a pot. Thank you. Yeah,
0: pot. Yeah, Japanese pot mm-hmm. sticker dumpling gyoza. You would mm-hmm. typically dip in a ponzu sauce.
1: This is a question I've wondered about for uh, ever since I had a pot sticker of, like, mm-hmm. this isn't soy sauce. Right. The dumpling sauce is not soy sauce, but, like, what is it?
0: Right. It's typically ponzu. ponzu. And ponzu is a variation of soy sauce, but it has a citrus element to it. Mm. And I don't know how they do it. It Like, the ingredient bottle suggests that it's just lemon, but I think there's more to it than the ingredients list. But yeah, it is wonderful and you can put it on basically anything if you can get it so we had to get like i got this bottle of ponzu sauce from a japanese market Mm -hmm. sunrise market Mm -hmm. but if you can come across it it doesn't matter what brand it is just buy it it's fun to put on all stuff because i've been abusing this ponzu sauce what have you
1: put it on recently
0: Everything. I put it on a breakfast taco. Ooh. Corn tortilla. <laughs> yeah, like scrambled egg and I don't remember what else was in it. Amazing. Anything yeah. with meat in it, very good. Um most recently I put it on what was this thing? I'm just gonna say it was like macaroni and cheese. I put some ponzu sauce on it. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. So it's it's sweet it's in sweeter, the way that right? soy sauce yeah. is. Yeah, it's yeah. sweet, but it's also that citrus element. It's not like over Do the you know top. What kind of. It's citrus? not orange. Orange. It says lemon, but it mm. feels lighter than that because if I just take soy sauce and lemon and put it together, it's too strong. Hmm. Interesting. So this is a lighter version of soy sauce and lemon together, plus something else. I don't know what it is. It's magical hanzu sauce.
1: I right. I wonder if there's a recipe you could make your own. I don't know. I bet I bet I bet you could handle it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The only other sauce in that vein I think that I think of is like I guess just like brown asian sauce. It's like the oyster sauce?
0: Oyster sauce is totally different. Oyster is it? sauce is yeah, oyster sauce is different it's thicker. it is even much thicker. Great for fried rice and other types of I don't know, dishes. Like green. This I is always
1: a, have like bok choy with oyster sauce.
0: Yes. Excellent, excellent move. Ponzu sauce, different. Okay. Much lighter. It's almost more of a dipping sauce than other things, but I've abused the original intent of ponzu sauce, and I just started pouring it on stuff. <laughs>
1: I think that's great. <laughs> I like, have not think? been
0: disappointed since then.
1: Um, yeah, all right. Well, shout out to ponzu sauce.
0: Yeah. If you get can it find it, just go for it. Pour it on anything you want. I bet it would be, not fucking be disappointed. great on a
1: double down. <laughs> I bet it would be amazing on a double down, bro.
0: I concur. I yeah. concur. Huge. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, if you want to get double down with us, you can find us at Nolt Podcast, N O L T T Podcast, on Twitter. Uh, we're at No One Likes the a Podcast on Instagram. Uh, no One Likes the a Podcast. Patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. Throw us a buck if you want. It'd be really helpful. There's some um bonus episodes on there. And we throw up a poll for whenever we do in betweeners. And we obviously like uh interaction and questions. Anything you guys want to throw at us on Patreon. We're um uh no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com if you want to go that route and then Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. we got a bunch of new listeners this week. And listen, if you like the show and you want to stick around, even if you don't, it's the most helpful thing you can do is just, like, throw us a quick rating. Throw, really, the most helpful is, like, throw us a quick review. If you want to just, like, write, tap out two sentences on the old Apple Podcasts review page. That's huge for us. So thank you from in advance for doing that. And, uh, Daryl, my friend, you got anything else you want to get to this week?
0: That's it, man. I am, like, I think about it all the time. I cannot wait to the final release of Fast 9. And I look forward to every episode between now and then. But that's going to be a big big event for us. It is out in
1: certain international markets right now. Yeah, it's out in Hong Kong and a certain couple of other places. I'm not, it's killing me.
0: Yeah. First of Big all, time. we're
1: gonna record our episode with the domestic US release. So if you've seen it and you're waiting to hear our episode, it's coming out in later in June in about a month. If you spoil it for us <laughs> I I can't even tell you. <laughs> Unforgivable. I'm, like, I'm, I'm just like I I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't deal. Because it's only coming to Auk- Auckland a week earlier than the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to have it out here for a week <laughs> and not go see it to line up with you, Daryl, and your dumbass uh-huh. in the U.S. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait for that. Hey, that's... Yeah. Anyway, so that's what's going on with us. And uh, we will talk to you next week on the final road of Fast 9.
0: No one likes the two in podcast all day.
1: (laughs) Daryl's drunk as hell. He's office going drunk as hell on Saturday night in his house. I'm loving it. All right, later, my friend.